Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Pastor said that uh, I could come and share with you, and uh, I didn't know April would be here. What a delight. I'll tell you, when you go out on the mission field and you come back, you are just full of the goodness of the Lord, so you're in for a real treat. Isn't the Lord good? He's good all the time. Amen. This is one of my favorite places to be, April, with you and your husband and this congregation. And um, as most of you know, um, I have been under uh, treatment for uh, cancer, and uh, it started back in March. That's the reason I'm wearing this little cap. I'll let you look under it for a moment. But I thought you probably would rather see the hat than my bald head, most of it. Now, some of you don't have any hair, and I know that. If I looked as good as you did, would be no problem. But I really don't worry about my uh, uh, absence of hair. I really don't worry about any of that. How many of you, many are the afflictions of the righteous? But the Lord delivers them out of them all. And uh, several months went by, and the oncologist called me in and said, uh, Well, Mr. Wilburn, he said, You are 100% under remission. Now get out and do what you wanted to do. <laughs> so. And I said all of that to tell you and to thank you for your prayers. I'll tell you, God is a prayer-answering God. And he is no respecter of person. What he has done for me, he will do for you. It's just such a blessing to serve the Lord, to walk in fellowship with God every day. It doesn't make any difference if you're in church or if you're driving an automobile, or you're sitting at home, it doesn't make any difference where you are. The presence of the Lord is there. The blessings of God are there, resolving the issues that are in your life. So I thank you for all of your prayers. I, I thank you for the cards. I thank you for the telephone calls. 
Uh, all of these things meant so much. They were such an encouragement to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, appreciate it. Turn to someone and smile at them real big and say, expect a blessing. Blessings are important. I realize that in this congregation this morning, uh, there's always a representation of many, many needs. Would you just zero in for a moment on what your need is in your life or your family, whatever it may be, just zero in on that. Now, Deuteronomy 28 says in so many words, if you and I will keep the commandments of the Lord and do the things, observe to do the things that he's told us to do, that his blessings would overtake us. And you and I would be blessed going out and coming in. We'd be blessed in the house and in the field. Whatever we put our hands to do would be blessed. That he would put us on top and we would not be underneath. He would make us the head and not the tail. These are the blessing, many, many blessings that overtake us in life as we walk with the Lord. Telling you and I that it's the blessings of God in our life that resolves our problem. But you have to expect and you have to receive God's blessing. They're everywhere. They're here this morning for you to receive in your life. When I was under tremendous attack in my own body, in my own life, it was the blessings of God that continually began to resolve the issues that I was confronted with in trials and tests and tribulations in my life. The love of God is upon this congregation this morning to resolve the issues that are in your life by pouring out His blessings upon you. But you have to reach out and receive. Expect a blessing from God. Let God do for you what you really want God to do for you. Amen? Amen. And so, how do you and I receive these blessings? Well, the Lord in Matthew uh, chapter I'll read it to you. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 12, he starts out and he gives us four things that will help us to receive his blessing. You remember them. It's a very familiar verse of scripture. You have read this hundreds of times. First of all, the Lord says, when I went to Jerusalem, I entered into the temple. Then you remember he cleansed the temple. And then he established the temple to be a house of prayer, a place of communion. And then he made the temple a channel for his blessings to flow through to meet the needs of the people. When you and I look at these four simple things that Jesus did, it opens the door for us to receive his blessing. Just as we look at God's purpose, plan, and will for that temple in Jerusalem many years ago. 
And we see God unfold how his blessings came into that temple. Suddenly we'll begin to see God's purpose, plan, and will for our lives as Christians. Because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, Know you not that your body is the temple of God and that God by his spirit dwells in you. Now here you are, all of you are a temple within yourself. And God this morning is living on the inside of you, in person, by his spirit. He is there. And so as we see the parallel of these two things, in the next few moments we can see how that we can expect a blessing and receive that blessing from the Lord. Number one, it says in um, verse 12 that Jesus went into the temple. He entered the temple. Now you and I, as we read the Bible, we know at this time there were many different functions for that temple in Jerusalem. However, the primary purpose of that temple in Jerusalem was simply to be a dwelling place for God on the earth. You remember in the Holies of Holies? That was the purpose of the temple in Jerusalem. God was in there in this physical temple made out of bricks and mortar. Did you know that's exactly why you and I are on this earth as Christians today? To be a dwelling place for God on this earth. To live in and to live through. When you look at the Bible in Galatians 2 and 20, it'll tell you that we were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet it's not you and I that live, but it's Christ that liveth in us. Christ, the anointed one, that lived over 2,000 years ago, the holy book is saying to you and I that he's living on the inside of us. And again it says, Christ in you, in you. And you, and you, and you. The hope of glory is living on the inside of us. And I just love that verse in 1 John 4 and 4 where it says, Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. The greater one is living on the inside of you. Do you think that your situation is bigger than the Lord can handle? Doesn't the scripture say, is there anything too difficult for the Lord? And all things are possible with God. Greater is he that liveth in you than he that is in the world. The old enemy that has come to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. The greater one is living on the inside of your temple. I'm talking about the same Jesus that says all power in heaven and in earth is given unto him. I mean he has the power to do anything that needs to be done in your life. He's the one that's living in us. And again, the one whom the Bible says is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The immutable God, the one that never changes. 
I mean, what he did back then when he healed the sick and when he raised the dead and when he stopped to forgive the little woman caught in adultery. The same Jesus that had compassion on the multitudes because the needs were so many and they wondered about a sheep without a shepherd. Somebody that cared for people like you and I. That same Jesus is living on the inside of us. That's why the scripture says that he is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. The very things that we wrestle with in life, everyday life, with our family. I mean, with our own consciences. That same Jesus that was concerned, he's concerned today. He lives on the inside of you. He understands where you are. Now, you and I may be involved and occupied with many things today. It may be your business. It may be your job. It may be with your spouse or your children. It may be with your schooling. Maybe with the church. Maybe with your ministry. And that's okay to be involved. But you and I must always remember that our primary purpose as believers in Christ is to allow him a dwelling place, to live big in our life, to live big in our lives. Are you allowing him to live big in your life where your own needs are concerned? Whenever you look at Philippians 2 and 13, it says it is God who is at work in you. Where is God working? He's working in you. To do what? His will and his good purpose. The reason God is working in you, and to tell you what his will and good purpose is, it is there so that he can help you. You see, God never intended for you and I in this long journey of life, however long it may be, that we go through all of these struggles by ourselves. That somehow through our own ingenuity, by the belief of humanism, that man is the answer to make our own way. God never intended that. You see, you and I have to come to a place in our life that on this long journey that we're going through, and all of us are on this journey together, we can't make it by ourselves. We need the Lord. We have to realize that we can, but with his help, we can. And this is why Jesus says, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you, that you may boldly say, Holy say, the Lord is my helper. Are you allowing him to help you? Let, let me tell you something. Every morning when you wake up, excuse me just a minute, the Lord is waiting there for you to get out of bed so that he can live big in your life. You see, he knows what you're going to be facing that day. He already knows that. All of the problems, the trouble, the crisis you're going to be facing in relationships with other people, in the family or on the job, the Lord knows all about that. 
and he is waiting there to impart to you his wisdom and his knowledge to resolve those issues, to get through them in life. He waits to help us. When you wake up in the morning, the Lord already knows the temptation you're going to be facing that day. He already knows the trap the old devil has set for you. You see, he's waiting there to give you the empowerment of his Holy Spirit to overcome those temptations and to come out of every one of them victorious. It just says to you and I, hey, I can't, but he can. He is my helper. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me that I may boldly say the Lord is my helper. Now listen to me, folks. If the Lord says he's helping you, if he says it with his mouth, his word cannot return void. The Lord is helping you. You may not be looking at it. You may not see it. But when the Lord says something, it always happens. You read the book of Genesis where it says, and the Lord said, and it was so. God's working with you. You think you're alone in what you're wrestling with and fighting with today in your life. You're not alone. The Lord's already working out there for you. You'll never know how much the Lord cares for you until you learn to lean upon him and depend upon his help to get you through these difficulties in life. How much can a human being stand? A lot, but not enough. We all need the Lord's help. Amen? Now that temple in Jerusalem was a magnificent temple. People would come from miles around, from all of the different provinces, just to see the magnificence of that temple. It was something to see. But you might be interested to know that your bodies, your, your bodies are a magnificent structure. You remember what the psalmist says in Psalms 139 and 14? He says, you and I are fearfully and wondrously made by God. Did you know that word wondrous comes from the word wonder, which means a miracle? Did you know every one of your bodies, which is the temple of God, is a miracle? Medical science today is still mystified by the simple creation of the body. How that it functions, how that it comes together. How that it has the ability to heal itself. How that before the fall... It was created to live forever and never die. It's still a mystery, a miracle they cannot understand. But your body was not given to you to be looked at and admired for its ability and talent, ingenuity. No, your body was given to you as a temple for the Lord to live in, to live through, to help you. That's why you and I have to have a dependency, 
a consciousness every day that we live as Christian. The Lord is on the inside of me. My God is right here. He's there to help me, to guide me, to teach me, to enlighten me, to empower me. Is there anything too difficult for him? That's why it says that you and I can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Someone penned the words, never alone, never alone. The Lord never leaves us alone. He's helping you. He'll get you through this life, all of the difficulties you're in, if you let him. So here we are. We are looking at the purpose of our bodies being a miracle. It's for the Lord to live on the inside. Did you know that in the book of Acts, when the church first started, the revelation that they followed was the revelation I'm talking about. Started out in Acts chapter 3. Remember it says that Peter and John, they were going into the temple to pray, 9 o'clock, whatever the time was. And they had to go through a gate in the city wall of Jerusalem called Beautiful. It was called Beautiful because it was a beautiful gate. But as they were going through, they noticed a man had been placed there by someone who was crippled from his mother's womb, and he was begging alms of the people. And as Peter and John walked by, Peter fastened his eyes upon him. He looked at him, had compassion upon him. And he said to the man, Sir, silver and gold have I none. I don't have any money. He had to be an assembly God preacher. No, no, he's probably a Baptist preacher. Maybe a Catholic priest. I don't know who he was. He was Peter, I know that. He didn't have any money. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto you. Now, you can't give anyone anything unless you have it. Peter didn't have any money, but what did he have? He had Jesus living in his temple. Listen to what he said. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, take up your bed and walk. And immediately strength went into his ankle bone and he stood up and started leaping and shouting and praising God, completely healed. And when the people gathered around saw what happened, they were looking at Peter and John that by some way they had healed this man. And Peter spoke up and said, hey, why are you looking at us as through our power we have made this man whole? It wasn't us. It was Jesus, faith in his name, that has made this man whole. Peter and John had faith that God is who he says he is. He will do what he says he will do. And he was living on the inside of them. And by faith, they released that Jesus to not only meet their need, but to meet the needs of this man. Did you know there are people all around you, maybe in your own family, that are crippled some way or they 
other. They're just immobilized because of their condition in life. Did you know that Jesus on the inside of every one of us is able to minister to those people if we have faith in the God that's helped us, that has brought us through our difficulties, will bring them through. But we have to release that faith. We have to release it in the one on the inside of us. We can, but he can. Now this is the revelation that the early church followed. It's the same revelation. If our churches are going to be everything that they need to be, it needs to be in our temples, in our lives. The same hurting people, the same needs that Peter and John had and the rest of them, we have today. We are no different than any other human being. And what worked then will work today. You remember in James chapter 5 and verse 14, it talks about prayer for the sick. Now, in our churches, we have prayer for the sick. And the reason we do, church, is because we are wanting to release the Jesus that's in us to meet the needs of other people. He says in verse 14, Is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. And let them anoint him with oil. And then he goes on to say, And the prayer of faith, prayer of faith, shall save the sick. Now, here's, here's the kicker of it. And the Lord shall raise them up. It's our prayer in the Jesus that has helped us. How many of you have been helped by the Lord? Will help any other person. That's why releasing our faith is a must. Whether we're in church or in our homes or in our hospitals or in the car or on the job where you just say, hey, let's pray about this. And you join hands with them and you release your faith. You turn that Jesus loose that's on the inside of that's what you did when you prayed for me. So many of you, when you knew that I was sick, you know, you release the Jesus by faith on the inside of you. The miracle working supernatural God, the hand that moves the whole world, comes in and begins to resolve the issue in your life. So we pray for the sick, we pray for individuals. We release the Jesus on the inside of us. Have you ever noticed in Revelation 3 and 20, it talks about the Laosian church. The Laosian church was a church just like this church or any church. And they were doing their best, but they had not accomplished what they should have accomplished. Instead of a handkerchief, I almost need a sheet this morning. <laughs> and they were, weren't able to do it. Now you often use this verse for sinners where it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone open that door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. Meaning we'll have fellowship, we'll get in this thing together. 
not talking to a sinner. It's talking to a church that wasn't able to accomplish what the Lord wanted them to accomplish. And the Lord spoke to them about it and said, hey, you need to turn this thing around, think differently about it. What he's saying is, it all began when you open that door and you let Jesus come in and begin to live big in your life. You release him by the faith you have in him. The same faith that you release when you said, Lord, I'm a sinner, how mercy on my soul. And it brought forgiveness of your sin and the cleansing of the blood. The same kind of faith that you had when you were sick and you said, Lord, I'm sick. I need your help. By your stripes, Lord, you paid the price. I receive that healing. And it brought healing into your body. That same faith, you just keep releasing it, releasing it. Because he can do it. And he will do it over and over again. That's God's plan for man. Amen? Now, everybody say this with me. I know that I'm a temple of God. And I know that Jesus is living in me. By his Holy Spirit. And I am responsible by simple faith. I can, but he can, to release that Jesus in me to meet my need and the needs of others. In Jesus' name. Would you stand, please? Time won't permit me to go through all of these four steps that I mentioned to you. But this is what I want to tell you. The Lord cleansed the temple. He established the temple to be a house of prayer, communion with God. After he had done that, he made it a channel for his blessings to flow through. And the blind and the lame and the needs that were in that temple were supplied. This is what I want to tell you. If you will buy simple faith this morning, release Jesus that's in your life as a Christian. There are needs that will be met here this morning. And you that have needs, if you'll come believing that I can receive God's blessing and his blessing will resolve these needs in my life. God will minister to you right where you are. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 945 for Sunday school and at 1030 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. Say come to the river.